Digital Gonzo episode 93, Gplex 2012. What you're about to hear is the quiz and the auction from the first official gathering of our community, the Gonzo Planet Expo, or Gplex. It took place in Birmingham on Saturday the 28th of July. On the day we raised over £2,000 in pledges for GamesAid, the UK-based video games industry-led charity. These guys, not unlike the Penny Arcade-founded Child's Play, focus on charity groups that improve health, welfare, education and living conditions specifically for children. And of course on the Sunday we all saw the Dark Knight Rises together, which was somewhat epic. For the folks who were there, I hope this brings back happy memories. For those that weren't, I hope this makes you feel a little closer to Gonzo Planet. And of course, I'd love to see you all there next year for Gplex 13. So without further ado, we kick off with Nevermind the Buzz Geeks live. Attorney, yep, yep, that's one. 
Was that far, Dad? Yeah. One point per four. Oh, we're going to Quantum Leap episode for a bonus point. Who played Abigail, the adult? Paul's right. You've got to say the name, though. <laughs> I'll just look up on my phone. Give Paul and Purple Team half a point for that. It was Melora Hardin from The Office. She was Jan. Question 8. In the Itchy Scratchy and Poochie episode of The Simpsons, what did Poochie remind kids to always remember to do? Green. Purple. <laughs> 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 I'm going to give it to Green. Thank you. Recycle. To the extreme! <laughs> Indeed. Question 9. In Round the Twist, who ended up wearing super-powered underpants to win a race? <laughs> Thank you very much for the drink with us. Tomorrow Santa's out guys by Midmeister. Very tasty. It was... Does the little ginger one count? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Bronson. It was his frog. Uh, Luke Leaper. Pete went swimming and they shrunk to frog size. <laughs> In Red and Stimpy, what was the name of the fishy TV personality that Stimpy adored? Gold. Great. Gold. Gold. Sorry. Gold. Gold. Muddy Mud Skipper. Yes! yes. Muddy Mud Skipper. Sorry. Question 10. In Game of Thrones. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. Incest. That's one to red. Um, we gave it for real. Uh, what is the name of the continent to the east of Westeros? Red. Red. Essos. So, red team, despite the fact that Neil has never watched or read Game of Thrones, he's got two Game of Thrones questions right. Okay. Ah. At the end of that round, what have we got? Okay, red team have two. Whee! Green team have one. Whee! Gold team have two. Whee! And purple and blue have one and a half each. Okay. This next one is backwards to the future. First one is this one. Okay, right. 
Someone said that without me actually acknowledging which team was it. I heard purple and green. Who was it, honestly? We, we both said it, but I think they said it first. Give it to purple. Thank you very much. Sorry, I made it. Postman Pat, Postman Pat, Postman Pat, Postman Pat, and his black and white cat. Anyone outside must think we're Time for me to show you guys what uh, what's at stake here, at least. Just gonna get something right. 
Mm. Well, the big prize is, of course, large amounts of sweeties. Uh, but there's also this, which is a few uh, trinkets, knickknacks, badges, bits and bobs and things do, uh, given to us by Fan Gamer, which I thought would be a nice sort of sharing out prize. Mm. Well, Alex, no cuddly toy? No cuddly toy. <laughs> no one bought one. You can get a cuddly saw mug. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Round three is movies. One. In Worthless Remake the Jackal, who does smirking master of disguise Bruce Willis blow the arm off? Blue. Blue? Jack Black. It is Jack Black. Best scene in the film. It is, yeah. <laughs> it's, I think Bruce Willis is master of like, he, he puts on a moustache and sunglasses and suddenly he's a completely new guy. 1997's Flubber, for some reason we got stuck in the 90s for this one, uh, starring moist-eyed camera hog Robin Williams, is a remake of which film starring... Red. Red. The Nutty Professor. It's not The Nutty Professor. Red. Okay, right, I heard purple after red, so... We don't know. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the well, absent minded professor. It is the absent minded professor and starring. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fred McMurray. I got it, I got it mixed up with um, the Nutty Professor starring Jerry Lewis myself, but. You'll never know. I'd say, yeah, half a point on that one. Um, for an extra point, what was the 1963 sequel to the original absent minded professor called? Son of the absent-minded. <laughs> it's actually Son of Flubber. But yeah. <laughs> Question four. Right. Which DC character and first family do Pixar's Incredibles bear alarmingly similar powers to? Gold. Great. So. Gold. Fantastic Four. Yes. And which DC character? Who runs fast? The Flash. Yes. yes. <laughs> Who runs fast? <laughs> 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 Uh, question five. In Iron Man 2, what is the element that Howard Stark passes on to his son Tony, though unnamed in the film? Red. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not, not green. Green? Palladium? No, no palladium, palladium is the thing that poisons you. It's just to replace the palladium. Gold? Gold. Gold. Vibranium? Vibranium is kind of correct, sir. Gold? I said it in my head. Right. For a grand total of three points, name every part that John Ratzenberger has played in a Pixar movie. Oh, basically, only say your name, only say your team name if somebody knows all of them. Or can have a damn good stat and maybe get two points. Converse amongst yourselves if you wish. Yeah. The problem is, I'm just going to say that guy who was do we need to know the character name? Should we just go for it? For all three yeah. points, yeah. yeah. Great. Green. Green. Go for it. He's Ham in the Toy Story films. Correct. One, two, three. P.T. Flea. Correct. In Bugs Life. Correct. He is the Abominable Snowman in Monsters Inc. Correct. The School of Fish in Finding Nemo. Fish School, but yeah, correct. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't make any of the You pedantic. And. <laughs> 
Matt the lorry in Cars. Correct. Um, we didn't use the food critic in Ratatouille. No, that was Peter O'Toole. John in Wally. John in Wally, yeah. The foreman or the builder in Up. Constructor foreman Tom, yeah. Um, he's also in The Incredibles as... He's in The Incredibles as The Underminer! And he's also in Brave, which hasn't been released yet. Which hasn't been released yet, so I haven't seen it. You know what, give me a big voice. Well done, Jason. Who was it in Ratatouille? Oh, you didn't mention it. I did, I, I, didn't, I don't know which one. I'd still give him three for the getting that one. Who is he in Ratatouille? He's Mustafa, the concierge. Is that three points or two points, folks? Three. Yeah, I'm going to go with two on that. Well, I thought it was the food critic, and that's disrespecting the work of Peter O'Toole. I watched it. Two points off. Go home, watch it now. What was the name of the rabbit? It's always about rabbits. In inner space that Tuck Pendleton was supposed to be injected into in miniature form. Blue. 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 Bugs. Bugs. Correct, oh, sir. Eight. In the fifth <laughs> element. In the fifth element. What is the name of the alien species that ferries Lily to Earth? I hope we got a fifth element of nothing tonight, but there are some more obscure questions to say. No one in this room. Got to do a gonzo on it. It is the Mandushawa. Or Mandashi one, depending on who's pronounced it. For an extra point, can anybody tell me Lily's real name? Full name. Oh, shit. No, next question. No, it's Lilumina Laminai Chai Ekpatesibat. Question 10. In Mystery Man, what is the power of the Blue Raja? Gold! Head purple first. It's. Skill with spoons, knives, forks, basically you can throw anything. Masters of silverware, yeah. You really do know your history, it doesn't make sense. Yep, give me a point for that one. Eleven. This is a response to someone saying that all we care about on Gonzo Planet is action-packed comic book, superhero, sci-fi, martial arts, spy thriller, anime crossover blockbusters featuring a van slowly falling backwards off a bridge into a river over a 45-minute period in a Korean medieval fantasy setting. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I Josh, what are you doing right now? What? <laughs> I did ask when's this movie coming out. Um, in Atom Egoyan's heartbreaking 1997 family drama set in British Columbia, The Sweet Hereafter, what kind of creature attacks Ian Holmes' infant daughter? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone want to take a guess? Dingo. <laughs> 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 it's a really sad scene. Werewolf. <laughs> Not werewolf, no. Uh, Channing Tatum! It's a spider. Oh. It's a spider. <laughs> right. And in action-packed comic book superhero thriller sci-fi crossover blockbuster The Avengers, what does Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow ensure is removed before engaging in spy martial arts? Gold. High heels. High heels shoes, yes, because you can't fight in them. Question 13. Finally, if a van slowly falls backwards off a bridge into a river over a 45-minute period, does it make a sound? <laughs> Splash! <laughs> Um, <laughs> so it makes now, really Paul says no, and he's correct. Blue. Because even if it did, Hans Zimmer's score would drown it out. Okay. Round four. Round four. Indeceivable lyrics. 
Okay. Now, this is basically open to everyone. I've only got two of them because it would take for goddamn ever. And it is more kind of just a way of saying, look, here is a ridiculous puzzle. Can anyone solve this one? You pretty much have to know it already. Right, here is the first one. Okay, so Green thinks they can do this one. Okay, um, you want to have a go? Can I get it just, just Start with police are coming I'll talk, Can I get it to play it and I'll talk over it? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah, sure. Um, I'll play it very quietly because we want to be able to hear you. So talk very loud. Okay, right. But you can't just go blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's the rule. I'll take a point off if you go blah, 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 blah. You've got to say it. You've got to enunciate. Ready? The police are the coming. They blow down the back door. Look from the bathroom and the window. Put me in the back of the car at the station. From that point, I'll remember to reach the destination. Look down my pants, look up my bottom, my dad's a farmer. And then just repeat after this next bit. Well, what's he saying here? Police are coming for me and now they blow down my door. Break the bar through, through my window, so they put me in the back di- of the car at the station. They put me in the back of the car at the station. From that point on, I reach my destination. Where the destination reaching, as in when I got there, they put the east detention. They put me in the east detention. So in a words, it makes no sense where they looked down my pants, looked up my bottom. <laughs> so informer, you know, say daddy, Miss Snowman, I'll go blame. I lick bum bum down. Detective on, he says, uh, did he snow me stab somewhere down the lane? Basically, he's been accused of stabbing someone someone somewhere down the lane. <laughs> and a licky bum bum down. I want to hear more of Alex's translating. <laughs> it's, it's a hard life for a white raster. Okay. <laughs> You've got a glass jawed toothache on a mental disease, of a mental disease, and they'll be running round the back, see them line up on their knees, because they are kiss-ass sycophants throwing pennants at your feet when they go, when they've got nowhere to go, watch them come in off the streets. 
while they're banging out front inside they're slamming in the crutch going on from you to the lions and the whole damn screaming bunch because they're pissed off ripoffs uh, they're everywhere you turn tell me how's a generation ever supposed to learn this fires are burning it's out of control it's not a problem you can stop it's rock and roll no points but uh, well done for the try and people still think Axl Rose is sane. And people did clearly not. Is his solo album? Well, his solo album. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it's not Guns N' Roses. Is it not? I mean, I've always said that he should Lashes. just be called Roses, really. You know, no slash, no gun. Right. Round five video games. It's Alex, it's not that easy. Question one. Which small caveman had to eat food every few seconds or he would die? Blue. Wonderboy. Yes! Wonderboy. Blue. One point. Which, for some reason I got on a caveman high here, which arcade and home console game cashed in on not only one, but two early 90s crazes of dinosaurs and ninjas? Caveman Ninja. What are they called? Joe and Mac. Yes! Okay, I think these guys are going to clear up. In 1995, a machine was launched that game enthusiasts were encouraged to buy an ad campaign on NBC to rent for $10 at their local blockbuster. Sadly, this allowed 750,000 people to see just how awful gameplay was, and the machine petered out soon after. What was that machine, Blue? It's Horror Jaguar? No. Purple. Virtual Boy. Yes, Virtual Boy. Wonderful. I think people sort of rented it and went, Oh, God, it hurts so much. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Nintendo got the residuals of $10 from Blockbuster for that. <laughs> Excluding James Bachelor and James Perkins, how many face buttons, including the D-pad, on a Jaguar controller? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Blue. Blue? Eleven. Whoever gets closest. Blue? Eleven. Whoever gets closest. Gold. Fifteen. We're going for twenty here. Blue. Nineteen? Blue. It's actually eighteen, so that's kind of tied for these guys. So, I mean, I'm, in all seriousness, Purple asked answer first. I think that should be half a point. It's 18. Let's do it half a point. Yeah, half a point. Right, yeah, it's 18. I wish I had a picture to show you this. you got your D-pad here, start and select, A, B, C, kind of like a, a Mega Drive slash NES pad, and then 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 0, star, and like a hash. It was a key, it was like a phone keypad. Yeah, a phone keypad. Maybe the ugliest controller, first party controller ever? Yeah. It made everyone to play it physically. So, I'll put the Right, question five. Sarcastic answers will be accepted, but accurate answers will get points. How long would six AA batteries last in the Sega game here? Green. Green. Two and a half hours. Red. Two hours. Blue. Five hours. It was four. They came third, so I give them a half a point for that one. I got Duracell. That's a long line. You got half points. Okay. Question six. Give me three examples of how the game Zombies Ate My Neighbors was censored for the Super Nintendo. Wasn't it, um, the Chinese Code of Blues, like, switching aliens? Close. Anyone? 
I'm guessing that the room right. was taken out of the They got rid of the eight-point-eight part, so it's just zombies, because they thought that would terrify children. Especially but well, only in Europe this was. In America, it was eight point eight. Maybe just because we don't have the word neighbors and the translation would freak out children even more. Yeah. Um, the blood was changed to purple goo. There wasn't much of it anyway, but yeah, purple goo. And they changed chainsaw-wielding Jason Voorhees-style maniacs for axe-wielding Jason Voorhees-style lumberjacks. <laughs> Half point to take, yeah, half point to uh, do it. Seven, who created and developed Manic Minor? Blue. Blue. Matthew Smith. Yes. Eight, in Final Fantasy VII, whose ultimate weapon was hidden in a locker at Shinra headquarters? Green. Green. Kitsats. Kitsats. one to green, yep. Uh, in Half-Life 2, Episode 2, how do you get the little Rocket Man achievement? Red. 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 I did hear red first. You find the gnome at the beginning, take it all the way through the game, put it in the rocket, close the door. Yes. <laughs> you find the gnome at the beginning. If you don't close the door, you do the whole thing again. Oh. I know, I found out that. Ah. <laughs> yeah, you've got to take a gnome all the way through the game, put it in the rocket, to send it into space. Yes. Yeah. Space. With uh, the head crab. Ten. In The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, how do you get fire arrows? Green. Red. Green. Of course, James. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I heard red from back here. So oh, hang on, right. Um, I did hear red and green at the same time, but James was. I think technically green was first. After completing the water temple, when the lake fills with water, you fire an arrow towards the sun as it rises, and the fire arrows land on the small island just to the left. Was that what you were going to say? Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say no anyway. What are green right now? Well, they did get in. Great. One point, thank you very much. Uh, Eleven. How much does a British bandana cost you for your character in Rock Band 3? Sorry, Rock Band 2. Sorry. In the in-game store for your Rock Band character, Avatar, you can buy bandanas. Most of them are like $50. This one's very expensive. Uh, a lot. <laughs> Technically correct, but... Three hundred and sixty-four dollars. That's a guess. It's three hundred and sixty-six. Well done. For <laughs> <laughs> um, a half a point more, could you tell me why? Because uh, the VAT difference that you mentioned in the um, uh, in the blurb, because they were basically taking the piss out of the whole uh, the VAT problem. With, you know, the fact that it was ludicrously expensive in the UK. Correct. In England, it cost the equivalent of three hundred and sixty-six dollars. Because we had to pay huge amounts of VAT, and they had to take the game out of the box. Why was that? Is that because of shipping to different territories? Oh, languages and stuff like those languages. I bought it day one, and it was awesome and totally worth three hundred sixty-six dollars. Right, um, twelve on last one in video games. On April the first, two thousand nine, Bethesda put all the DLC for Elder Scrolls IV: Oblivion down to half price for a week, except for. I heard that. Horse armor. Horse armor, which? <laughs> Was shit. <laughs> and they doubled it. They doubled, they doubled it, yes. They put it up to 200 points, which is ludicrous in the first place, to 400 points. For doubling? No, just one. Okay. Round six. Intros, right. Who had number one? Go for it. You gonna stand up on this one? Yeah, I'm not talking about it. Do, 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 do. 
Is it on there? Bastard. Jurassic Park. Old video games. Wait, Star Fox. Let's about it. Mostly that. Repeat. Anyone else? Super Star Wars. Gold. Gold. Legend of Zelda. It was not Legend of Zelda. For this. So I have to keep all his mail in case he hurricane kicks me. <laughs> okay, uh, number four. Is it possible for me to listen to? Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. Was it those guys? It was. Yeah. Oh, would you have got it? Yeah, my yeah, yeah, That was too good a performance not to give you a point. Thanks, John. That was an excellent harmonising.
Just in case we end up with six teams, I've got an extra intro. So whoever can shout out their team, and they can have this one. Paul. <laughs> Shotton. In another day at the office, 
What did Nick Cox's friends call him? <laughs> this is full answer. If we get a point. If no one else gets. No, it's because he knows this. I know he knows this. Okay, maybe I'll come get one. You want me to answer now? Yeah. One thumb. One, one thumb, thumb is correct. correct. He, he holds up his hand, hand and we see he has... One, one thumb. thumb. <laughs> question, as opposed to... As opposed to two... I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't write it, to be fair. Question <laughs> four. What, what punishment did Brooke and Milo threaten Steve with if he continued dating Claire? Oh, Cut your knob off. Why do you sleep? Yes. Oh. One for me. <laughs> In Digital Cowboys episode 115, what were the instructions on the cover art directed at Activision next to an arrow pointing to the British Isles? Fuck off. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, that must be a hard point. I'll give you guys a clue. It was when we found out that Modern Warfare 2 was going to cost an extortion at £55. Insert dicks here. <laughs> it was an insert cock here, rape repeatedly, leave £55 bill. <laughs> and that got past iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> it did. No one ever mentioned it. Question seven. What was the ARG viral ad campaign for the Dark Knight that we talked about in episode 166 of Digital Cowboys? And I can't believe we didn't mention on the show that we just did it. Viral ad campaign. Do I believe in Harvey Dent? I don't know. You follow instructions and clues and found your way to a bakery. You go into the bakery, you ask for a cake, they give you a cake, the cake starts ringing, you pull the phone out of the cake and it gives you instructions to get to a website or something. And it's got a clown on the cake. Why is it so serious? Okay. What was the first game I reviewed for Gonzo Gaming? Heavy Ray? Yes. Monster Ring? In the 12 Games of Christmas song, what did my true love give to me on the 11th day? 11th day. <laughs> Was that your verse, Mitch? <laughs> I believe it was Leon's, actually. 11th Sniper Sniping? 11th Sniper Sniping is the correct. Question 10. What was the name of the hero in my first original audio drama? It's <laughs> Was it you? Agent Michael Scarn. No. Um, it was, was some sci-fi name. Sci-fi-brand. Right. What is irresistible about Anthony Stewart Head? What? <laughs> surname. Aside from everything. It's coffee. It's coffee. Coffee. What four things does Code Monkey like? You, Coffee, Mountain Dew, Tab. Tab. How do you get four hours? You said you. You said Cheetos, Tab, Mountain Dew. Free toes, not Cheetos. Uh, one to purple, one to green, then blue, 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 blue. Green, green. Okay, it was indeed free toes, tab, Mountain Dew, and you. Okay, what was the quartet that Paul and Storm were originally part of? Leonardo, Dead, Dimension, Nothing. 
Yes. Great. Question 14. What was the original name for what eventually became Gonzo Planet going to be after we decided against Digital Castle Presents? Uncharted Kingdoms. Uncharted Kingdoms. Yep, that was Gonzo. Question 15. What was the episode number of the final installment of Digital Cowboys? Sunset. Accepted, folks. 264? Nope. 204? Nope. 208? Nope. 209? Nope. 201? Nope. 210? Nope. 215? Nope. And round nine's the bit you're going to cut out. Okay. What is the best thing to shout if all your plans are ruined and you also want to ruin the composition of a shot? No! Why did I look at him at that point? It was like giving you a point. Question 17. Who gets hungry? It was indeed nigh. And for the record, he started our little girl doing that. Yeah. Question 17. Who gets hungry around nubile young ladies? The turtle. The turtle. I hate you for that one. I hate you too. And the turtle is? James Bond. Roger Moore. Roger Moore. Cool. Quintessential English gentleman. Um, last two questions. What are the scores right now? I'm not going to tell them now with only two questions to go. Well, that's because they've been everything to play for. There's more than two points difference between some of the teams. Just show them. Okay. Question 19. In Batman Breakdown, what was the name of the flower that Bruce gives to Oracle? Barry. Rose. Something Rose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a blue rose. I'm so glad you guys have so much attention to my greatest work ever. I haven't listened to it yet. Did someone say blue rose? It was indeed Pennyworth Blue Roses. That's one, two, green. Red. Red. Oh, so close together. Sorry. Last question. If anyone can get this word for word, I'm going to give you five points. How precisely did I describe Michael Bay on the Avengers? Red. Six different kinds of... No, that's his output, and that was on KBS. How precisely did I describe Michael Bay himself on the Avengers of your digital gonzo? Actually, this is a Game winning point. It's the, what? Game winning point. It's the, what? Give me one point for that. For That's quality. six words. That's going to be fine. Ten thumbed is one. That'll do. Double barrel. Okay, uh, Sharon, what the scores? Right, the final scores. Do I talk to the mic? I'm going to chuck the sweet. Runners up are gold with the seven points.
Red have 13. Purple have 14. Green have 13. Blue have 13. Uh, you may share out these badges and uh, do guys here. I think Charles should probably wear the medallion. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Right, should we do the raffle? Yeah, since we're all <laughs> <laughs> do you want an outro that song? Oh, wait, no, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll outro that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to Digital Gonzo. Never mind the Buzz Digital Live from G-Flex 2012. Thank you all very much for playing. You have been awesome. <laughs> In this next sequence, several members of the community tested their manliness by ingesting hockey pulver. For the uninitiated, this is a truly foul Swedish delicacy that Tony and I tasted back on Digital Cowboys number 189. For nostalgia's sake and for comparative reasons, here's Tony and my reaction to it, followed by those of the brave Gonzo Planeteers. And you should look for YouTube videos of this, because they are up there. Right, now this last one is the main event. This is what I asked for from uh, from Hannah. Uh, is while it something Giant Bomb's done, isn't it? It is definitely something Giant Bomb's done. Uh, was it? Who are the Swedish... Is it Bioware? No, it was Grin. Grin brought this on. Mm. Right. They're Swedish, and um, they, they, they went on Giant Bomb, and they brought with them some gifts from Sweden which uh, included hockey pulver. It's basically, here are the ingredients. Soccer, ammonium chloride, yep, that's ammonium chloride, and lacrit pulver. Which sounds like... It's licorice powder. It's not laxative. (laughs) At least I hope it's not. So basically it's salt, ammonium chloride, and licorice powder. All the things you shouldn't have in life. It's in, it's like, listen, it's a powder. It's in a little puck-shaped thing. I'm just going to find out what ammonium chloride actually is. Well, why he's doing that, I'm going to open it because it looks like I'm going to smash it everywhere. Okay, ammonium chloride is an ingredient in fireworks and safety and contact explosives. Ammonium chloride is used in the textile and leather industry in dyeing, tanning, textile printing and to luster cotton. Ammonium chloride is used as a flux in preparing metals to be tin-coated, galvanised or soldered. It works as a flux by cleaning the surface of a workpiece by reacting with the metal oxides at the surface to form a volatile metal chloride. Other uses include in hair shampoo, (laughs) in the glue that bonds plywood to cleaning products. I can't believe we're about to put this in our mouths, Tony! This is wrong! Do we just get like a handful or a spoonful of to me, it's almost like a weird version of like the dib-dab scenario. Once you haven't got a dib-dab, what do you do with the, the stuff? Uh, well, you, you just I tip it into your yeah. mouth because I wonder you're insane. Whether this, is, whether this is meant to be like the black licorice stuff, you dib into it. And I'll tell you what, we, we have a second one, so I'm going to open up mine so we can... If, if one of us reacts badly and falls over backwards, it won't waste all of it. <laughs> so this is called hockey pulver or hockey powder. As in the sport hockey. With a guy that looks like some cheap dandy character on the He front. does. Desperate for water, Dan. Okay, so... Ah, dip your finger in it? No, I'm just going to... You can't knock it back, you're dying. <laughs> I'm going to knock it back, are you a pussy? <laughs> yeah, but see... Because you don't know how it should be ingested. 
Well, look, if we get a little fingertip full of it, we're not going to want to eat any more. I'm going to stick my tongue in it. How about that? No. That's what she then, said. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay, just... You don't have to knock all of it back. I'm just going to stick, stick my mouth on it. Tony's like scared. A- <laughs> Tony is scared. Okay, I'm just going to tip like a teaspoonful into my mouth. <laughs> on five. Five, four, three, two, one. Mm. Oh. Mm. That's basically licorice. Mm. <laughs> So Alex has now covered himself in powder. He's running around the room, frothing at the mouth. And he's now gone to the bathroom. <laughs> and he's thrown it up. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, for, yeah, it basically tastes of licorice with like a real salty aftertaste and like baking powder. Why you'd want to eat any of that ingredients together, who knows. <laughs> That was about the horriblest thing ever. <laughs> what is wrong with Swedish kids? Well, I would argue. I don't, I don't mean you're going to throw half a ton of in your mouth. I think you are. <laughs> How is it for you? I've already said it. It tastes of black licorice and salt and baking powder. It is just salt. So hmm. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was um, a gift. Okay. If three out of five of the game uh, versus hosts are doing this, surely the other two can as well? No, no. Over <laughs> there? Yeah, James uh, is busy filming. He has a job. I'm my manliness with all this. And Zan's holding our sweet He's on Reddit. Oh, it's coming up on this one. Now he's a little bit more than <laughs> we'll start with Neil and work our way down. Oh God! <laughs> first up to die. Anybody else? There's still plenty to go. Okay. And remember, folks, you can bid on the last one of these on the auction if you so wish. Okay. Um. Neil, I think you're the man of the match at this point, so just whack it back and... Think of England. (laughs) This is going to (laughs) suck. It's not too bad. I'm just saying he's appointed. Ah, he is a man. (laughs) Okay, Jerome, that's not so scary anymore. Go for it. (laughs) The aftertaste is better than the actual taste, actually. <laughs> I was expecting, like, cinnamon challenge style. It sweetens style. after the aftertaste. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You guys have given me some confidence. <laughs> Josh, come on. She's going to puke.
Okay. <laughs> Darth Cuddles. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Darth Cuddles likes it. That's good. I'm Mitch. I guess it's just something without something. Yeah, something without. <laughs> By some people, we mean okay. Josh. Bear in mind, folks, that when Tony and I took it, we did half each of this whole thing. <laughs> so I think oh, yeah, that's yeah, a lot. I didn't like it. Okay. <laughs> 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 And we've already seen, statistically, it's not too bad. And finally, Dave? I'm not sure I want to do this. You can do it, Dave! Thank you very much, guys. You are all men. This next part is this silent auction. Throughout the day, people had bid on a table's worth of items in a ledger held by Sharon. What I'm reading out now is the highest bidders, and making sure the items with no bids, found a new owner. And a huge thank you to everyone who gave so generously. We're going to do this silent auction first, so you guys know how much you've got for the big auction after that. I'll just go through them one by one. Planet Hulk slash World War Hulk. Jukeboxes, where are you? £37. Pounds. Wow. Thank you very much, sir. Round of applause, please. The girl who leapt through time and summer war. Oh, bollocks. I bid on this one. I didn't win. The girl who leapt through, leapt through time, summer wars, and spirited away. Kai. Way harder to be £37 pounds again. Thank you very much. Remember, folks, if you've got auction credit with Giles. Where's Giles? Uh, go see him and you can work that one out. Is that cool? Yeah. <laughs> Skyrim t shirt. Spatch. £15. Uh, we've got the Mario and Sonic Kids t shirts. Should we separate these? These have not been bidden on. Alex, you to be a tenor for Thank you very much. See, I knew this was worth saying. Why? £10 to Gary. What else other information I have to put you? No, just who they are. Okay. Thank you very much, Gary. Awesome job. Uh, Battlefield 3 t shirt and DLC. Gem on Aquila. £20. Thank you very much. Space Marine t shirts. Jukeboxes. 29.50. Thank you very much. Resident Evil Revelations 3DS box with host. Is it just a box? 
a box poster. Does it have the game in it? <laughs> no, I did tell Jaws to make sure people knew that. Paul, um... <laughs> Paul Sean? Yo. You are now the proud I'm owner of a box. Thank you very much. Twenty pounds. Thank you very much. Mate. <laughs> and, oh, and there's a poster. Oh, meticulously. <laughs> okay, a Crisis Two art book. Derek Ritchie, twenty-five pounds. Thank you, Derek. Sonic the Hedgehog messenger bag. Midge. How appropriate. Ten pounds. Thank you very much, Midge. Street Fighter Three on the Dreamcast. Now, no one else has bid on this, so thirty-five quid. 35 quid. Okay, and that is to Matt Wetter. We had to start at that much because that's how much it will make on eBay. Song of Ice and Fire. Ooh, quite a few people on this one. Wow. Song of Ice and Fire books. I am so glad I did not just give these to a charity shop. James Batchelor and Ben. Um, slim, slim Tank. At 25 and 30 pounds, respectively. Nicely done, boss. Okay. That's actually a bargain. If you went into W.A. Smith, it would cost you more. Exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. Yeah, that's true. Okay, Kai, you may have gotten yourself a bargain here. Uh, the Bastion soundtrack CD, £5. That's you. Okay. £10! Let me just change that. Thank you. £10. Okay. Fables 2 and 3 and the t-shirt and the bag, which James is going to be posting out. Giles, £30. This is great, guys. We're really helping people today, seriously. I'm not just going, it's great, guys, but like, I feel like this is good stuff going on right here. Okay, now, the Yoda maquette in the Star Wars book, we got two people bid the same amount, Matt Ramsey and Killer Cadet, but Matt went first. <laughs> so, fifteen pounds, Matt Ramsey. Well done. Alex, Twenty pounds, Matt Ramsey. <laughs> this auction lock is easy. I can get all the run out of money by the time we get to the main bit. point. Yeah. Pandora's Tower and Resident Evil Revelations and Kid Icarus Uprising posters are all under there, aren't they? Mitch, five pounds. Give him a break. Okay. Oh, right. Okay, now this is actually freaking awesome. We've had no one bid on it, possibly because it's so small it seems insignificant. The digital soundtrack for GTA Vice City. Seven CDs worth. Tenor. The oh. best soundtrack of any game ever. Tenor? Fifteen. Fifteen? Twenty. Twenty-five. Thirty. 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 To David Merritt. <laughs> That is still a bargain, because this thing's going to cost like 50-odd quid if you want to buy yeah. it, apparently. Oh, no, because I've got it. <laughs> Me too. Okay. Justice League 1 to 6. Whoa. Okay. Slim Tank again. £25. Thank you very much, sir. I think I put Issue Norton with that as well. Does that include the other comics as well? Yeah. Right, that also includes various other comics, including Transformers number one. The Quantum Cola, is it Nuka Cola or Quantum Cola? Nuka Cola. Nuka Cola t shirt, Nuka Cola Quantum t shirts, Giles, 15 pounds. 
Brian Industries t-shirt. Jukebox. £26. Big Bang Theory Season 1. Matt Faulkner. £5. Final Fantasy 13 2 pre-order pack. Now, it doesn't have the game in it, just so you folks know. Um, Jerome, £10. Spider-Man Trilogy. Who is Spider-Man? <laughs> Joel Spiderman Trilogy uh, for £10 for Matt Faulkner. Hey. <laughs> okay. Um, right, can you grab the Kid Icarus Uprising cards? Who likes Kid Icarus Uprising? It's the AR cards for the 3DS game. Oh, yeah? If you got the th- Club Nintendo. Is it the actual... Um, they're the official ones, aren't they? Yeah, they're the official ones from Club Nintendo. But I didn't get one. Oh, sorry. I'll, I'll replace the battles for the main. Not just like trading, but the actual AR cards to use. I'll give other. It's not. Has no one bid on them? No one's bid on them yet. Uh, Fiver? I can give you fifteen quid for a lot. Fifteen quid? <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. Well, gentlemen, get that. Okay, Metal Gear Solid Guns of the Patriots T-shirt. No bids so far. What size is it? Small. Small. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what. David, Midge. Who I wouldn't fit to that. You sound smaller than it's you are. It's a big That's what she said. Sorry. Really? <laughs> oh, thank you, sweetheart. Anyone else want to advance on £10? Okay. That's Sharon. Okay, okay. 26, DJ Hero 2. Nice. Aquila, 30 pounds. Uh, the Bill Hicks CDs. Matt, Ramsey, and Giles both bid on these at the same price, but Giles got there first. 10 pounds. Right, the Mega Man Star Force 1 to 13, that was from Mid, wasn't it? Oh, you from Kai, sorry. Um, right, so what is this? Just... Oh, it's an anime series based on the Star Force games on the DS. An anime series based on the Star Force games on the DS? Mega Man. Mega Man! Any? £5 anyone? Tenor. Tenor from General Aquila. Oh, sorry, for Jerome, sorry. <laughs> 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 you gender bandit. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Jerome. He said. Ten pounds. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, both of you guys. Right. The Red vs. Blue soundtrack, which happens to contain a girl named Text, text and the uh, Red vs. Blue theme. Midge, ten pounds. Thank you very much. GTA San Andreas soundtrack. Jukeboxes. £17. The Bioshock 2 art book. (laughs) Derek Ritchie, £35. (laughs) Derek Ritchie, £35. Thank you very much, Derek. Cool. Uh, Lord of the Rings DVDs, that's the Golem one and the Orchestra one. Right? You may have to get to a bidding war with leg of time here. Legs bid 25 and David's bid 20, but I will open this one up if you go. <laughs> oh, 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 oh,
It's not fair enough. It's to death. It's to Chris. Sorry. No, no, it's Chris. So it was 25 and 20. Yeah. Okay. More money for later. True. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of stuff you could definitely write in there. The saw mug. Who bought the saw mug? 35 pounds from General Aquila. Wow. Whoa. Right. Blaze Blue. Anyone want to play with me online? No one's bid on it. Five pound? Ten pound? Ten. Ten. Well, it's got the tutorial DVD. Also contains the tutorial DVD. Ten pounds. So, what's your name again? Jack. Jack. Jay Stokes. That's it. That's all for the silent stuff. Is there anything else on the table we haven't called? What a packet we are! Thank you all so much. Right. Okay. Next up is the main auction, in which multiple pieces of shelf candy were bid on live in a truly impressive display of geek generosity. Okay, you're joining us now for the charity auction for Games Aid at Gplex 2012. We've made, how much so far? 690 and 250, 940. So all we have to make is sixty pounds on this lot, and we've broken a thousand. I'll take the lot for sixty pounds. We're gonna make more than sixty quid. I can guarantee it. Right. Okay. So first lot: Assassin's Creed Revelations Extra Large Promo Hoodie. Anyone want to come up and model this? Go on, I'll give it a go. It's yeah, nice and summery, it's quite, <laughs> quite light, it you can, like so, you can zip it up. Wow, you can zip it up. That's a new feature. You can walk around like so. We can see where you've got a modelling career. Okay, so the starting bid on this one is £10. £10 to Neil? 15 15 20 20 25. 30. 30. <laughs> 30? I need a gavel. <laughs> 30 going once, twice, sold for 30. Thank you very much, sir. Sold for 30 to Derek. I'm going to give this to you now. And the hoodie. <laughs> Thank you, sir. No problem. Okay, lot number two. Modern Warfare 3 Hardened Edition Sans Codes for Elite yeah, Mode. Sorry. So what are we basically talking here? Uh, you have the special edition box, copy of Modern Warfare 3 in a steelbook case, a field journal of a soldier from the game. Soap's diary. Soap's diary, sorry. Um, and the codes which I've already redeemed. Sorry. <laughs> wow. sorry, I'm Thank sorry. You. I, honestly, I thought they hadn't worked, but then I logged in and they had. Okay. So this, all this and less. <laughs> and starting mid is twenty-five pounds because ultimately you got more than Warfare Three in there, yeah. which is worth yeah. at least twenty-five. Oh, twenty-five to nil. Thirty. 
32 Aquila. 35. 35 40. 40. 40 to Aquila. 40. 40. Anyone, any of those are 40? Oh, Dave? No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you could just sweat you. No, I've just got each years. Never having cheers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, £40 to Aquila. Going once, twice. Three times a lady. <laughs> <laughs> No, fuck off. <laughs> 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 Forty pounds. Thank you, sir. If you'd like to come up and assemble your, uh, <laughs> your my goodies and lads. Okay. Lot C. Ooh, nice. Right. We've broken the thousand. We've broken. Yay! Yay! Thank you, Akira. That one. Right. Okay. Whoops. <laughs> now. This is a very special t-shirt from Fangamer, donated by them, and it is, as you can see, Link from Zelda, and he has been in playing card style reversed between Light Link and Dark Link. It comes with a playing card with the matching design, and a set of similarly themed Zelda playing cards. I think we need to open this up, just, yeah, no? You, no. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> Don't want to devalue it then. Right. So, starting bid. What size is the t-shirt? Oh, good point. It is a large. And I've tried it on. <laughs> <laughs> Just to see if I will do it that. <laughs> and it is a large. I mean, basically, it's this size. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this size. I right. can't want this big. Okay. <laughs> starting bid. <laughs> 15 pounds starting bit. 15. 15 to James. 20. 20. 25. 25. 25 to Neil. 30. 30. Any advance on 30? These cost $22 each. It might be 22 quid actually. 30 quid. <laughs> Going once, twice. Sold to Dan for 30 quid. I think actually with the cards that is that's those don't come with this normally, so yes. it's oh, there you go. Do you want to come through? Okay, number two. Or number D. <laughs> it's late in the day. All that education was not wasted on me. From the same site. Fan gamer. Well this is one that you guys What's the name of that site again, Alex? <laughs> Fan game. And what is their web address? <laughs> <laughs> www.fangamer.com It sounds like a fantastic website. It is awesome. It's awesome. It is very awesome. Yeah. Right, it's a double-sided one. On the back, just to the back, you got Bowser, a pig. It's Ganon from... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's Ganon, Ganon specifically from uh, Link to the Past. Uh, who's the dude from Metroid with the big... <laughs> Ridley. Ridley. <laughs> you got Ridley Scott, you got <laughs> Sephiroth, and I don't know what that is. Any big Nintendo or. What size? It's, it's an L. It's a Giger. Right. <laughs> okay, right, so you've got Mega Man on the front, you've got Bub and Bob, you've got a Toad, possibly a Turtle, you've got Luigi, you've got Sonic. They're all in. Super deformed. Does it have Bubsy the Bobcat? Pikachu. It doesn't have Bubsy. Bollock. Simon Bell. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one for oh, This kid with the baseball bat's got me from Earth Bat, right? Yeah. 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 Ness. 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 Yeah. Oh, and uh, Samus there. What about Cold Spot? 
Probably. It does have some s- sunglasses wearing thingy, which might be cool spot actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Although it does have little. <laughs> no, it's Earl from Kojamino. <laughs> Gordy Freeman with the crowbar. Okay, starting this one. Fifteen pounds. Yep. Fifteen to a kilo. Seventeen. Seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting into the single pound though. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Twenty-six. Twenty-six. Oh. <laughs> now it's getting bitchy. Thirty. Thirty. Thirty to a kilo, going once, twice. Yes. Thirty. Thank you, sir. That is a happy girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, oh. Ah. You may have heard of this little mega game named Bayonetta. What we have here. Now this is called Scarborough Fair, and it's a pistol that Bayonetta uses to shoot many people and skeletons and angels and monsters and things. <laughs> He's actually trembling. <laughs> okay. It comes with this incredibly attractive stand. Is this is this gold, Josh? It's not actual gold. <laughs> and is this an emerald? <laughs> a glass one, yeah. And it's got a, a, an ornament hanging off it, much like Bayonetta it would enjoy herself. And it says Scarborough Fair by Rodin. This was a pre-order bonus thing, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so the starting bid, Mitch, is... Uh, £30. I checked eBay, and these have gone from between 30 and £80. I'll just go straight to 50 50? Oh. Oh. Let me vote on 50. 51. Oh. <laughs> 55. 55. 60. 60. 65. 65. Oh, poor me. Look at him trembling. <laughs> 70. Just say 66. Don't wait till you press. Put it down, man. Put it down. 70. 70. It's for such a good cause. 70 pounds to Mitch Bystar. It cost me nothing, but... But no, we joke, but seriously, that's 70 pounds is actually going to be He's going to impact on some people and genuinely improve their lives, so thank you very much, Mitch. And especially when they're told, you know, what you They're going to kill themselves. <laughs> okay, right. Oh, this one's different. Right, I have no way of representing this visually. You're going to have to use the power of imagination. Lot F is a casually hardcore custom-designed T-shirt. It's been donated by Mark, the, uh, the guy who runs the site. So basically, think of whatever T-shirt you want to get made, and he'll make it for you. I can help you with Gplex logos if you fancy something like that. But it's, it allows you to come up with your hog Maybe a T-shirt saying Maybe like, just like get everyone going right now. I'll just get that photograph on the uh, shirt. Okay, right, so I'm going to start that one. Sorry, I'll actually design a shirt for you. From your spec, or I think a T-shirt with your design. Which I think they'll design a. S- they'll design your I'll make him design a shirt. I will make him design a shirt. Only if people pay him a certain amount. Only if people pay him a certain amount. 
It starts at fifteen pounds. Fifteen. What? Twenty. Twenty. Fifteen. Thirty. Twenty. Twenty-five. Thirty. Forty. Forty. Forty-five. 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 Forty-five.
Going once, twice. Sold, Chris. And if, finally, this is the game that um, really started it all in terms of the uh, resurgence of ball gaming as a, as a hobby, particularly in this country. Uh, this was the Spiel des Jahres, or Game of the Year 2001. This is Carcassonne, I'm sure most people have probably heard the name. Uh, there are millions of expansions for this, so if you get this cheap as chips today, then there are loads of things you can add to it, including catapults. Very exciting. Um, so, uh, this retails about 13, 14 quid, we'll start at a fiver. going once. Twice. Well done. Go for that And I would like to give a big hand to Mitch on this one because the amount of awesome stuff he spends playing on normally, you actually. I actually have the Xbox Live version of that. Oh, cool. That's really good. But this is this is good things to spend your money on. We definitely recommend it. So continue spending. Indeed. <laughs> May I interest you, sir, in following this pro guitar? Oh, actually, um, we haven't put the Batman book on here, have we? Okay, right. Um, I need some help from Kai. Yeah, I just want to come on. Just read the back. I guess so. This is my Okay. For fans of Batman, this is a gorgeous hardcover book. Yeah, come on. Artist behind the killing joke. Okay. So, been imported from America. It retails at about forty dollars, and uh, just a little blurb on the back probably gives it the best cover story. The DC Comics art of Brian Boland reproduces over two hundred works from the legendary illustrator, together with introductory remarks, preliminary sketches, and detailed commentaries from the artist spanning the entire length of his uh, remarkable career, about thirty years worth of his work. Don't be a fan of comic art, Batman. Also, it comes with a sticker on the back from the comic shop it was from. Um, comics and Toys, with the rather unfortunate moniker of CNT. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a fine establishment. Also, his art's been used for a lot of UK covers and even more American comic covers as well. And he is a UK artist. Should we start at 10? Uh, yeah. Start at 10. 10. 10? 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. I don't know what that one. 61. <laughs> 61. 61. I'm telling him to do it. Alright. Oh, <laughs> Damn dangerous. Are we on 55 still? 60. 60. 60. 62 dark cuddles. Going once. Twice. Sold! Hey. 
Okay. Uh, this one's not on the lots of yeah. yeah, let's do this now, shall we? Whose is this? Right, do you want to come up and uh, explain this? Uh, this is a new entry to the lot. This is donated by Dave here. It is a pro guitar for 360? Uh, yes, 360. It's the Rock Band Pro Fender Mustang. Um, so it will work with Rock Band 3 mainly, but uh, I think it can work with Rock Band 2 as well. No, that's oh, just, just, just with Rock Band 3. It's basically for pro guitar on, on Rock Band. If you want to advance beyond... You can the use it uh, for the you know the five lane thing but it's impossible so I wouldn't yeah, recommend yeah, that it's, at all. Uh, it's, so it's, just, made, it's pretty much just whole, the promo. The whole promo pretty much every every piece of downloadable content more or less supports it now. Yeah. They were back updated quite a lot. No most of it. Uh, it's most most, most time there's one the DLC track a week that has the pro yeah, 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 well. points. But all the all of the on this songs for Rock Band 3 yeah. have it. So also comes with two plectrums. Alex like thus. Yes, you okay. too. When you like do this, mass- it will sound awesome. <laughs> you two could look like a massive bell end. <laughs> you two could indeed look like a massive bell end. Plus, <laughs> two plectrums. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm actually. These originally retailed. They were quite expensive. Yeah. They're about, uh, about, I'd say about 130 quid. Yeah. 120. When, they, when they came out, they were about 120. 120. So they have been out for what? Yeah. So they're worth about 30 p now, I think. That's <laughs> 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 a charity. Jimmy Hendrix right broke this guitar for goodness' sake. Right. Um, I think it would only be fair to start at 30 mm. and then just work up. So who wants work this down. one for 30? <laughs> 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 Bloody hell! I'm bidding on this for 30. Anyone else? 35. 35. Yeah. Anyone else? <laughs> I guess Rock Band 3 is now something of a niche thing. <laughs> Thank you, Jerome. 35 to Jerome. All I'll say is good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out playing a guitar is actually quite difficult. (laughs) What a shock. Right. Oh, Sharon, do you want to go grab your Beatles rock band guitar? On the same token. <laughs> this one, I bought for Sharon as a 20. Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> I bought for Sharon as a Christmas present. It is a model of the Paul McCartney. Yeah. Paul McCartney. <laughs> off the base. Off the base. Uh, off the base. The basis from the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Hoffner bass from... And, and Alex, what's special about the strumming on this? The special thing about the strumming in this is that you can also strum upwards. Only. Only strum <laughs> In all seriousness, it is, it is a beautiful... I mean, if you want to come and feel it... Right. <laughs> Are you still talking about the guitar? No, you have to do it proper bass and do it upstrum. Like so. Star power still works, isn't it? Yes. Yep. None of the buttons are dodgy. No. The only reason that Sharon is actually letting it go is because it's quite long, and she's found that she's not used to it. Yeah. 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 So, five pounds for this. Okay, now I'll start at ten pounds because these are actually quite difficult to find now. Yeah, ten. Ten pounds. 
Fifteen. Fifteen. Oh, you're going to be walking away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Twenty. Twenty. Anyone below? Be up below. <laughs> <laughs> you're about twenty. <laughs> Going once. Going twice. Roll to Chazzy for twenty pounds. It's only right that I do it again. <laughs> oh, I really don't want to let this go, actually. You should have bid yourself then. I think so. Thank you. In all seriousness, I wouldn't personally use it because I'm. Got my. Check to make sure Alex hasn't left his memory card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember, it is a Rock Band 2 style, so you've got to hold down the um, guide button for just a fraction of a second longer. It's, to, it's so that you don't accidentally. Trigger it's it's to prevent the Peter Moore effect, oh, no, basically. Jury pimping it uh, on E3 and stuff yeah. like that, because they did that every It's to prevent the, the Peter Moore effect, effect so they call it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Raspberry Pi. I think I'm going to need a bit of help on this one. Really? Because I didn't know until yesterday what a Raspberry Pi was. <laughs> Explain it, please. It's really um, fruity pie. It's essentially a PC. Um, credit card sized. Um, really low power. You will need a power supply for it, but it's a micro USB power supply. Runs it plug into your TV. Plugs into your TV. It's got an HDMI. You need an SD card, yeah. and obviously you need a keyboard and mouse. Uh, just like a, do you want to actually show them what it looks like? It's a circuit board. I think most people uh, who would be interested in it would probably have a clue what Good it looks point. like. Right. So. It's the size of a credit card. They are hard to get hold of. A little yeah, bit, yeah, a little bit, yeah. There's a long wait. It's about 18 week if sort of lead time or something on it. I saw one of them on eBay for 80, go for 80 pounds the other day. Oof. So, new. But we're going to start at 30 because that was based on scarcity. So. 40. 40. 45. 45. Whoa. 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 I've got one at home that I got for 30 quid, so... But you didn't give 70 extra to charity. Okay, thank you very much, Gary. Going once, twice. Okay. Right. Mass Effect 3, N7 edition. Do you guys remember when, <laughs> a couple of months ago, when everyone was like, eh, I've got to get an N7 edition, but game are closing. I meant my pre-ordered game, and now I can't. Do we know, it, do we know anyone who well. this personally affected? <laughs> well, Mitch, who, who was quite. Um, I've already sort of got a copy. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go through like three yes, different suppliers to eventually get a copy for me. Yeah, he's a a Sorry, Mitch, but I'm going to trump you on that. It may have affected me a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. he, he, couldn't, he couldn't get one from his dealer, you know. Anyway, this collector's edition, which is actually really quite beautiful, contains a 70 page hardbound art book. That's nice. Limited edition comic book by Dark Horse Comics. Premium fabric N7 patch. Exclusive 4x6 lithograph print. Bonus downloadable mission and character. Remember that one that everyone was bitching about that they couldn't, they had to pay extra to for on day one. Code for the digital soundtrack, which is excellent. Mech Dog Companion Sidekick on the Normandy, so when you're running around, you're a little Mech Dog. 
Squad mates alternative outfit pack. N7 hoodie for Commander Shepard. As in, is that on the ship? Yeah. yeah. Xbox Live Normandy prop for your avatar. And Elite N7 sniper rifle, shotgun, submachine gun, and pistol. Is the ending slightly better? Is the what? <laughs> <laughs> Technically, yes, because if you play it now, the ending will be slightly updated. You mentioned the steelbook case as well. Oh, and of course, it is indeed in a steelbook case. Lovely. So we're going to start out at the RRP of 39.99. What's well, Daniil? 39.99? 45. 45. 50. 50. 50. 60. 60. 65. 70. 70. 70. 70. 70. 70. 70. 70. 70. 70. 80. 80. 90. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, hurry up. Come on. Stop. Any votes on 90? 3, 2, 1. Yeah. 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 Ye
What we have here is a Mass Effect Alliance Normandy SR2 ship. Demand suddenly skyrocketed. 25. 60. Does it come with a base? 60. Any votes on 60, folks? 65, anyone? Yeah, go on. Then. 65, <laughs> 70 for Mitch. 71. 71. 75. 76, go on, Mitch. 76, go on, Mitch. Look at the shiny. Join in. The pale keepers of the treasure. It'll go so well with your bayonetta pistol. <laughs> 80 from Mitch. 85. 85. Oh, 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 Ninety to me. You've got quite a lot of swag. Right <laughs> Holy shit! Jesus Christ! <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> <laughs> 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 this is indeed. 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 This Okay, I am actually going to make a fuss about this because if you go to eBay right now, anyone want to get a smartphone out and try and look for this one? Or look for it on Amazon? You can't. Look for it anywhere. You cannot buy these things. Love, love, certainly not money. You can probably find the, you can probably find the PC. Version. You can probably find the PC version. You can definitely find the PS3 version. But even that's like 120 quid. So. Xbox 360, rare as rocking horse shit. <laughs> I'm going to start the bidding here at 100 pounds. 150. Yep, good point, thank you. I can't even lift it, it's too heavy. Right. <laughs> The Animus box is entirely covered with lenticular lenses to faithfully reproduce the black room of the Animus. An in-depth 256-page encyclopedia featuring comprehensive entries on the major characters' events and other important aspects of the Assassin's Creed universe. This one out tonight. Money shot, come on. Assassin's Creed. I'm not sure that means that exciting. Assassin's Creed Revelations, the video game. Uh, Assassin's Creed Embers movie, the animated short film and the final chapter of Ezio's story. And the best of Assassin's Creed soundtracks. Also, in-game content. Single-player additional mission. Vlad the Impaler's prison. Armor of Brutus. Capacity upgrades. Hidden gun bullets, bombs, and crossbow arrows. Multiplayer, you can also play the Crusader. And Ottoman Jester. That is powered by Adobe Flash. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, 
Like I said, 150 pounds. Any advance on that? Because Giles wants this bad. Let's, let's zoom in on that face. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee whatever number you say, he will outbid you. <laughs> I kind of guarantee. <laughs> Biggest number you know. You just missed a 160 from me. Really? Jesus. Wow. 175. 175. Going once, twice, three times. <laughs> Enjoy it. That was risky, Neil. Never opening. That was risky, Neil. Okay. Now it is time for you to validate my childhood. <laughs> what we have here is the complete and total Digital Cowboys collection. All 209 episodes, plus special episodes, plus appearances from Tony and I on other people's podcasts. Every single piece of artwork we ever did. You've got <laughs> secret hidden things. You've got Easter eggs. You've got little bits of music that never even made it into the podcast. You've got all of the jingles, the music. Just look in the folder of secret things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's so well hidden. <laughs> 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 209 episodes of the finest podcast on video games and also sometimes films. And occasionally With appearances music. from this man here, Paul Shotton. Bidding uh, starts a quid. I have given a few of these out in the past. Gig? It's 16 gig. I'll call you 16 gig. <laughs> <laughs> I have given a few of these out over the years. And I've always put the entirety of Digital Gonzo in there as well. But now we're getting to the point where Digital Gonzo and Digital Cowboys won't fit onto the same 16 gig memory stick. So I've put everything to do with Digital Gonzo on there as well, including all of my guest appearances, all of the artwork, all of the jingles, all the music, and the first year worth of shows, the other two years of which you could just download right now from iTunes. So basically, this is everything I have ever done. On one little stick. <laughs> Alex, question. How does this validate your childhood? <laughs> Let's just wait and see, shall okay. we? <laughs> I'm going to start the bidding at one pound. Yeah. One pound. Tenner. Twenty. Twenty. Thirty. Thirty-five. Fifty. Fifty. You do know you can send Alex a memory card. Uh, no, actually. I'm not going to do this for you. I'm not going to do that for another year to make this more exclusive. Well, can I get one then? Nope. <laughs> After all, I was on. No. I will do the same thing again next Gplex, but that'll be the, la the next time you can actually get hold of this. Okay? These are now no longer available on the internet. Nowhere. You cannot get them apart from... You could possibly... Email the people who I've sent this to in the past and say, please. But that's it. <laughs> and if I find out, I will be furious. Do you have their names and email addresses? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't telling you. Anybody I have no what were we at at the moment? 50. 50. 60. 60. 75. 75. Bloody hell. <laughs> Alex, well done. You're worth 75 quid. Actually. <laughs> 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 75? Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. 75 pounds from Catatonic Nargle. Thank you so much. And we've got 32 minutes to make the run look kind of nice for tomorrow. Thank you guys all for coming today. It has been awesome. Seriously. Thank you. Okay, so, okay, so what, what we're going to do with um, this, Sharon's going to top up how much we made on this auction, add it to what we've already made. And I guess we could probably tweet that and say, we made this much. 
and that people can sort of donate to that as well if they want to jump on the Just Giving page for people who aren't here who have not been able to yet. So it's thank you all very much. It's on the front page of the site. It is indeed on the front page on the, on the right hand side of the site, so you can just directly click that. Got to have a break on a half, sure. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that will. Um, right, so just so you guys know what we managed to achieve here today. I'll start in pounds first. One pound, 21 pounds, 121 pounds, 2,121 pounds. Thank you very much for coming to GFX 2012. We will see you in the bar and uh, yeah, tomorrow at 11.15 to 11.30 for Batman. Awesome. Thank you guys very much. This final section is the Game Burst podcast recorded mere minutes after the auction finished in James Batchelor's room at the hotel. Regular Game Burst listeners will probably have already heard this one, so you can switch off now. But for those who haven't heard it yet, it's an episode based on the 4-minute warning concept from the 1UP podcast. The chance to record in the same room together, however, makes it particularly fun and energetic. At this point in the day, I was rushing upstairs to guest on that show, so I will leave you here and say again a huge thank you to everyone involved in this year's Gplex for your marvellous generosity and the warmth and humour we all experienced over the weekend. It was a truly wonderful event and one I hope to host every year for as long as I can. If you didn't attend but would like to next year, head on over to the forums when we start talking about it on Twitter and I will give you a heads up on the podcast, of course. And if you want to contribute to the fundraising for GamesAid, then you can go to Gonzo Planet and click the donation button on the right. That's all from me. Enjoy Game Burst. I am James Batchelor, obviously, and joining me in the room, in the circle, we'll go around clockwise, Mr Neil Taylor. Hello James, hello listeners, and hello everybody in the room. Hello Mr Leg of Time. Ahoy, ahoy. Mr Gary Blow. I need food. <laughs> uh, yeah, we need to get this done in 30 minutes or less or we'll get eaten. Um, and Mr James Midmeister Perkins. I need more money. Uh, you are an <laughs> you idiot. You spent £235 <laughs> on Hold up, hold up. Folks, we want to point out, the reason we are in the same room, we came to Gplex, which was taking place in Birmingham. Uh, you know, Digital Gonzo had a meet-up. We came, we're all here, and this is why we're in the same room. There was a charity auction, and a big congratulations to Digital Gonzo. He was going to be popping in at some point. They raised over £2,000 for charity. Incredible. Thank Absolutely incredible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, for Games Aid. Games Aid. Um, but it's absolutely incredible. And um, we've got a special show for you because we're all together. We thought we'd have a proper natter. Uh, we've got a four-minute warning show. So each of us is going to pose a question to the team. We're going to have four minutes to discuss it. If anyone's speaking for more than thirty seconds, they're going to get cut off. I'm going to start. My first question: Do we think the Wii U can surpass the success of the original Wii? No. It depends what you measure the success <laughs> by. In, in store-based, we're going to store-based. Possibly. And mainstream acceptance. Definitely the, not. No. I mean, just if you look at software sales, the Wii 
doesn't actually do that well at all you know in terms of the overall uh, attach rate yeah that's but true. if you're looking at just like individual hardware unit sales then the Wii is still the number one but it's actually the Xbox 360 isn't it that's the yeah, it's got the, the largest number of largest attach rate and per you know and spend on it mm. basically something like four times as much it's not something you can quantify but I'm also thinking in terms of kind of mainstream acceptance because the Wii obviously did that you know, it was a massive phenomenon it got in all like the grannies and the children and the parents etc I don't think the Wii U will appeal I think the Wii fad has passed that's finished now everyone's on iPhones I think the problem they, they call it still calling it Wii I mean people say oh it's just that's yeah. a, an addition to it I, I don't like my Wii anymore so. and they've had that with the 3DS it's the same thing and they've, even though they've had their very clever M&S style marketing campaigns it's still you know it's still not worked um and just you know the tablet controller I'm not convinced fanboy that I am I'm not convinced it can have the same impact that motion control had. Yeah, this is the thing that the Wii U has great potential with that controller. It's got absolutely fantastic potential. What it is, it's going to be up to developers, and we could see the same problem that we had with the Wii, with Nintendo showing how it should be done, and third-party developers just using it willy-nilly, not implementing it very well. There's a lot of waggle control with mm. the original Wii. We could see something similar in the tablet controller. My worry is that the tablet, the, the whole two-screen thing, the fact that it's a, a TV screen and a tablet controller, we're going to see a bunch of DS ports or 3DS ports that mm. will just... Like, like um, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Echoes of Time was meant to be the first kind of cross-platform Wii and DS game. It was basically the DS game ported to Wii. I'm worried we're going to get a lot of lazy software. Yeah. And Nintendo needs this success. They really need Wii U to become big. Yeah, they do. Uh I think we can see it. I think they are going to once again lead the way with the first party titles, but once again, it is down to the third party. Uh, the other advantage we haven't talked about is the other controller, which is the Pro Controller, which is more mm, like your standard game controller. Or as it's become known, the Activision controller. Yeah. yeah. Activision controller, yeah. You see, I don't buy that. I don't buy that Activision said, you must have another controller. You must have a normal controller to get Call well, of Duty. They, they, they did that with the GameCube. They did the Z button on the GameCube yeah. because of uh, feedback from the developers. So that's not unusual. I think a lot of the casual market is going to be put off by the tablet. I think it might, to, to some people who aren't you know, as into games as we are, I think they're going to be put off. Exactly. Ta- tablets have gone a lot of the new cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, th- I think it's the fact that it's it's a tablet for you know for use you know on the screen to enhance the experience, whereas people are used to you know iPads now just just the iPad. I know, I know you can transfer it to there, but it might just. It's a tough sell because like the, the Wii was so self-explanatory. You just watch someone playing Wii tennis, flick the wrist. Now I understand how that exactly, works. Yeah. The Wii U, even I don't understand how that works yet. Well, yeah, that's the problem. They they did not market it or announce it very well because it's still in a lot. They still sort of mainstream press still thinks, oh, it's a controller for the Wii. Mm. It's like no. See, I think they're going to get a lot of people who are buying it as a controller for the Wii and they're going to say, oh, this doesn't work. So it's yeah. going to cause a lot of brand press when it comes out. Retailers, retailers, retailers are going to be in so much trouble. Unless they do uh, adverts, say this is the this is the controller for this new console. It's not anything yeah. to do with the Wii, except we call it the Wii for some stupid reason. They need more games. Well, like, all the games that are announced are either first-party repeats of what we've already got, or ports of games that we've already seen on other That's consoles. Batman and various others and Darksiders and stuff like that we're going to finish with two seconds to spare who has got the next question Neil alright we are pretty much going to be seeing the next generation of consoles pretty soon and we've seen features added over time with the Xbox 360 and the PS3 what do you think we're going to see in this next or 
what would you like to see added? You know, we've had Facebook integration, we've had Twitter integration. I'm going to hand this one to a special surprise guest, Alex Shaw from Digital Gonzo, who has only just walked into the room. Hello. What next-gen feature? What next-gen feature? Um, I think there is going to be some a lot. They're going to bring something like Xbox Live and PSN closer to Facebook, and they're going to make it much mm. more about social linking, social networking. You'll they'll you'll be able to categorise your friends more, see all of their details and stuff like that. Most probably, I've, I've been predicting that for a while now. That mm. it, it makes, and I think also they'll probably integrate fun. I, I mean, just look up Facebook. That's what they'll do. Yeah. So I just kind of come up with that one, but uh, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. That there will be much more integrated social features. Not just that. You look at how Microsoft are running the 360 now. It's not a games console. It's a. It's not just a social media hub. It's a media hub it's in itself. Apple TV. That's basically what they're going for. Yeah. Yeah. They've openly said they are targeting Apple as their competitors, not Sony well, and Nintendo. Well, it's not just them because Google. Are are targeting televisions. Mm. Apple are targeting televisions. Microsoft well, are targeting televisions and using the Xbox as their means to do that. So the, the it's all about gaining. You know, it's all about getting. Once plans all about getting the box under the TV. Now it's all about getting content delivery onto the television, and that's what they're really after. Which they they're after taking on the Comcasts and the Skies of this world. Which is quite possible, but they seem to be doing it in a less antagonist antagonistic way. Uh, Google brought out the Google TV which was sort of an interface that sat on top of your television mm. the companies didn't like that it had a web browser and it was instantly blocked well, by Hulu it's it kind of integrated in quite a few Sony and uh, Samsung TVs now so it's yeah, they're selling it more as a service yeah. Yeah. To, to pull us off this slightly I the next gen feature I'd like to see is not so much a feature that's only possible by next gen but just better writing, more mature writing, more developed storylines. That's what I want to see. Final bit, quick one. Do we think achievements are going to carry over to the yeah, next Xbox? Almost certainly. Yeah, yes. almost certainly. I hope so. I think that the, the one of the vibes I've picked up that I think is of concern, possibly, with next-gen consoles is this idea that the thing you buy will last forever and then you'll just constantly upgrade it mm. particularly some of the noises Microsoft are making they're almost like trying to reinvent the PC concept yeah. but of course the difference here is that they will sell you the upgrades yeah. so they will sell you a faster graphics card in two years time they're going for this kind of modular approach mm. they're also, there was also you know, if you read that um, PowerPoint presentation that was doing the, the rounds a little while ago they're going for the kind of OEM model where they're looking to partners to actually supply bits of it mm. so it's, it's like almost turning the Xbox um, into a platform as opposed to uh, a box you buy. You know, you can buy several things and they'll have the Xbox, Xbox branding on it. To me, that's just like massive fragmentation. It's the whole point of consoles was that you buy yeah. one thing that works with yeah. whatever games you buy in, well, in they, one specific. They fragmented that slightly anyway because the hard drives. The some games do require yeah. a hard drive. Yeah. But I don't, I've no idea like why they just said, "Oh, we'll have the hard drive separate." That was the main thing that made the Xbox One. Yeah. The you know is the the console I wanted because I didn't have to buy memory cards for it. Mm. I know that it's also been done in on other consoles. I, mean, I can I invoke the Mega CD here? Yes. Yeah, Nintendo crutch that goes in the top of the. Uh, mm. yeah. Well, you, there were, if you got the whole lot, you had a three stack, didn't you? Yeah. It was yeah. it was just a. a I mean, I'm sure it'll be more more complex than that, but at the same time, in principle, you're telling people buy this box. You might need to buy some other stuff for it later. I mean, yeah. I love. From the sounds of it, it seems like a way of combating. Oh, ten seconds. It's a way of combating the notion of a generation being over a set amount of years and undoing the fact that they are now stuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's time. That is time. Okay, uh, leg. Next question. This is fun. 
<laughs> okay, do Steam sales slash aggressive price drops actually hurt the industry or are they helping to sell games that otherwise wouldn't be bought? No, I don't think they hurt. I think, you, you, especially when you look at when they do the Steam sales, like the summer sale, mm-hmm. there's nothing out, nothing's particularly selling. So this is an opportunity for games to be pushed that you've either missed. It's a great opportunity for us. I also imagine they've got to be some form of incentive to the developers, otherwise they wouldn't allow their games to be sold like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the Steam sales, everything is discounted. Mm-hmm. There's very rarely any exceptions. And everyone reports on the fact that they have just had their wallets emptied. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely it's making sales that wouldn't have been there before. Yes. I'd argue that it hurts slightly, and I'm bound to get slapped down on this, but it's changing, <laughs> I think the hand raised, it's changing consumer expectations. Certainly the um, the iPhone did that with the 69 yeah, the games. Zero. And the, the, yeah, the race to zero, like the, the Steam sales where you can get games for like £1.49, £2.49. Oh, it means that people aren't willing to pay 30, 40 quid no, for a game, which, you know, as they're much willing, as expensive as that, sales. yeah, as, yeah. as expensive that, as that is, that is the cost Look, necessary, uh, you know, given how much they cost there to develop. Was Xbox Live games, I have started waiting now. When yeah, it's exactly. well, it'll be half price. So even even DLC, Dawn I not buy Dawn that, Guard at 1600 that becomes cyclical as well because you wait so therefore they then think they need to cut the price yeah, yeah. and then it, it goes and then that's how the race to zero mm. but comes surely about. they're making they're selling more in bulk in the end because they're, they're huge sales in yeah. I was thinking of, sort of indie games as well. I think I think it helps indie games a lot. It absolutely helps indie games because it really it, it, it gets them out there. Yeah. Try any game is is worth it. And, it's and it, it, it gets a name for yourself. But in terms of the but the the, the, the expectation is that it's going across the it's, you know the, the bigger yeah. games. Triple so A games is a changing landscape though. Anyway, mm. there's got to be some way to adapt this to. They, they must look at their sales data and once they see it sort of trailing off, they think right, okay, well then there's no mm. reason why we don't go for sales because then it's just money for old breaks. The, sale, the sales are so soon. I mean, like the stuff that's been on Steam like recently, like you know Saints Row, um, Deus, Saints Row Three, Deus Ex, and like that's like, been discounted everywhere. That was on, that was free on PSN. You yeah, know, but it, it's, it's it's all the games that only came out like less than a year it's ago. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> PSN Plus. Yeah, PSN Plus. Yeah, but, um, I mean, Steam do that, so they do like 10% off pre-order bonus or 10% off pre-orders for most of their games. So it's like. That's already discounted what you buy. Yeah, and, 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 but I don't mind a, a small discount like ten percent. That's fine. That's trying to drive sales. But when it gets to the point of like seventy-five percent, which every single week Steam has a seventy-five percent off, um, Phil, I think just it's changing consumer expectations too much. I think there's much. more in it for Valve than there is actually for the publishers. They mm. they kind of mm. go along with it because it means that it gets their games a high profile. And apparently it's, they've shown previously oh. the games that were discounted once the sales stopped. People then bought them at full price. Hmm. Well, must, I think there must be something. If they, I mean, because when it's first started, it was just Valve stuff and so yeah. like mm. regularly. Now it's so there must be publishers must be getting something back from it. Otherwise, they yeah. Well, they get like, they're getting money for well, something which they may not have normally sold. It's, it's also dangerous because you know, you spend you think oh this one's a couple of quid, this one's a couple of quid. Oh, yeah, it, mounts keep on it mounts up, doesn't it, Neil? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> me as well. Winter sale is coming. A little yeah. interesting thing for you. You think about. Um, uh, I've got 45 seconds. If you think about um, iOS and how much software is sold on the iOS, mm. iOS platform, mm. do you know it only represents about two and a half percent of Apple's profits? Yeah, Jeez. yeah. So they get 30 percent of everything that's sold on iOS. But actually, when you look at the figures, it mm. represents a tiny fraction of their turnover. Mm. Even with those billion, how many billion downloads they have now, it's an enormous number. So actually, mm. selling software digitally is—it's n- actually quite difficult to make money out of it yeah. you know and I think when the prices do start coming down on that it then makes it harder because every time you're selling a game for a, a dollar you're making 30 cents it's not a great deal of money that's a good point with 10 seconds to go uh, who's next with a question Gary have you got one uh, yeah. 
this comes up. Um, yeah, when is a game a retro game? That's a, yeah, that's a good question. Oh. I, to oversimplify uh, I should say that's that's come from a piece by Ian Lee in the most recent retro game. Well, yeah, it was I a mean, question he posed. Taking it topically, you had the um, the retro music, and you had Pokemon Red. It was you had Red Fable, which is last generation. Now, yeah. I'd say at least what? two generations. I, I progressed through I know, the you had Yeah, I know. Yeah. Red and Blue quite early, and that's not, I, I remember that was old. Not Pokemon Pokemon 23. But it's not only that. I mean, Zan <laughs> like has told me off on several occasions when I say I No, no, I've games. said that the retro gaming yeah, community sorry, are very... Hmm. Uh, hostile to what's called retro, and Ian Lee was challenging that perception in retro gaming, which I, I suppose it, I think it's different he, for different people. Just to, just to quote him, he said that Rainbow Six Vegas was retro. Seriously? What? No, no, no. His justification was that if it's no longer on sale and it's over a certain number of years, then it becomes retro. What's I don't, a certain number of years? Though? Yeah, well, like that's, years? that's five years old, isn't it? Right. I, I, I see, I, five is the lowest cut-off point I'd give. Yeah, I think so cameo elements of power. Is he By his measurement, would be retro. Yeah, I think for the console specifically, I think maybe not the last console, the console before that, so you know, you've done yeah, two consoles. Yeah, because I, I categorise it as this gen, previous gen, retro. Right. Also, that's, this gen's been longer than any other. Yeah, it has. For a long, long time yeah. as well. So. True. True, but like, but like, so 64 and PS, uh, PS1, I think we're safe to call retro now. <laughs> Obviously, snares and backwards is yeah. retro. I wouldn't say early Xbox, P- you know, Xbox, PS2, PS2, and GameCube. I would not say they are even close to being retro. I think you run the risk if you say, "Oh, this is retro," when you put on something like Beyond Good and Evil, um, yeah. of sounding a bit like a fool. <laughs> and there is kind of connotations to the word retro. Automatically in my head says pixels and chip tunes. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, and I think that's the culture that's built around that, though. That that's what you get in your head when you think retro. Yeah, well, think Egyptians, pixels. Yeah, exactly. That's what the people that did it grew up with, and then mm. time has progressed. And yeah, yeah that's it, though. It does progress. You, you always need another definition for that because you think yeah, like in television and Atari yeah. twenty six hundred games. I mean, they're beyond retro. They're yeah. they're bordering arcade. Yeah. <laughs> Fez, which just came out, is that retro just because it happens to be pixely it's and kind of like retro chic? It's like yeah, fashion yeah, when things yeah. come back in again. Mm-hmm. I think probably James. I think I'll probably go along with what you say. I always felt that if if you can't buy the thing anymore or the mm-hmm. thing you play it on. To me, that's the kind of the cutoff point. Now yeah. that that leads actually back into what just Leg was saying. If you can't buy, well, you can still get Vegas. Yeah. As yeah. Digital. And, and you like can that, still yeah. buy. Technically, if you live in Brazil, you can still buy PS2s new as well. So mm. I've got a slightly different definition. If you can harken back to the time this thing was made and go, oh, I was so young back then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm getting a new one. Like my my scouts. If my scouts were too young to remember the game even coming out, if they weren't born when it came out, it's definitely retro. The scout meter. <laughs> <laughs> the scout meter. That's two scouts old. <laughs> <laughs> But if you go to like the retro gaming events, they have everything up to current consoles. Mm. So it's well, not also the the the, um, the 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 exhibition at Eurogamer. Yeah. They had all the way. That I was, think that's they, right. It's just the yeah. same company that did that one. Yeah, they're the ones that do the, mm. do the big event in Blackpool and the one in Margate. Yeah, and, and yeah, they have everything from every era right up until current day. And they they don't really just draw a distinction. Um, There's a small part of me that thinks like though that this current gen, and I know we're used to it because it's so advanced and it's it's so current. I'm never going to see this this gen as retro. retro. Yeah, yeah. It's too advanced no, to be retro. Do. I think I think you will do. When um, you're thinking, you used to use your hands. <laughs> That's like ladies' like time. Not be retro. Right, we'll finish on that Back to the Future reference. Midge, question. Okay. Um, 
why do you think that FIFA gets released in America before Europe and Madden in Europe before America? Is it is it to try and introduce? Obviously, Madden isn't. Um, like American is this question going to take four minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, American football isn't big in Europe, and well, you're right. But well, no. oh, hold on, hold on. Isn't that because it's when the, the, their respective seasons start? And if if they released Madden and FIFA when they're in all territories at the same time when their season starts, they released them at the same time as well. Because American football and yeah. and European and European soccer start <laughs> roughly the same time. Neil is now struggling, Gary. So I think that's probably the reason. So they, they mm. put out the game in that territory that matches what that territory is likely to buy, and the other one they just bring out a bit earlier. I think that's just kind of a logistical thing. It's, it's also like, I wonder if publishers get kind of attached to the selling periods that work well for them. So FIFA has always come out end of September, end of September yeah. early October, yeah. and has done bucket loads. Call of Duty comes out every November, because the mainstream people that do not follow the industry don't read magazines, don't read websites, don't they listen to podcasts. They just know that day every they year. They know that the September, November-ish, round about that time, that they can expect a new FIFA in November. And I wonder if they just keep it simple for that detached audience. And I think you also find that both sports in either country are more popular than I think you are. Uh, especially in the states, it's more women's football that is popular. Soccer. I won't say that word, <laughs> but that's quite popular. Uh, also, you have a lot of extra. That's not strictly true because in um, the southern, particularly in a place like Florida, where a lot of the Hispanic communities are. Yeah. Um, Football, proper football, mm. is by far the most popular sport. Oh yeah. Uh, even in LA, it's, it's hugely popular. And so, South America. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, so, well, that's the South American influence. It's all the Colombians and mm. Brazilians and that that have moved into that part of, uh, and Mexicans who've moved into that part of America. So, they actually have like wall-to-wall coverage on their, you know, sports stations of, of proper football, association football. And also, when you look at like NFL over here, it's got to have some draw to it because they have had proper NFL league games here at one point. They sell out, they sell out. Yeah. Mm. So I think it's, it's, I think what you're talking about is our perceptions of the sports of those games. Obviously it does help try and get more people into the sport as otherwise they wouldn't, you know. Yeah, it's not, I'm not a big American football or anything. I I think culturally as as much as, yeah, there is an audience here for Madden and FIFA, Madden is always obviously going to do better in the USA, FIFA's always going to do better over here, it's just, it's a cultural thing. F1 I think does quite well over here, I don't know how well it does. It does reasonably well. Yeah, but um, it's just, it's just a kind of what, what's closer to your heritage, you know, UK gamers relate more to football than they do soccer. <laughs> association dead, football. Yeah, association football. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I, I, I honestly blink and miss that Madden even comes out here. I, I keep forgetting that it doesn't. Same with NHL, NFL, like kind of the, you know, the very American. Retailers don't me. really push it. That they don't, do they? No. It just annoys me that FIFA comes out earlier in America. Just because mm. that, I, I buy that game every year. Disregarding that. I mean, if those two boys come out roughly, I mean. Pez, yeah, does it come out at the same time? I, th- I think Pez is before, possibly due to the sales. I don't know how Pez sells now, but it does. I'm, I'm guessing it does still have the following that it did back in the day. I know a lot of people preferred Pez bit, you know, before, say, FIFA 2007. Do you think they're ever going to step up and, and try to ask uh, FIFA? I game? think FIFA's got too far ahead. I, I don't, know, I don't yeah. even play yeah. them. Can I don't even play them. They've appointed the UK studio to do the next one. Oh. Yes, they have the new uh, London. Oh, they should. Yeah. They're yeah. going to completely redo it. Really. Yeah. I've always been a fan of FIFA rather than Pez. I, I don't know. And during the PS2 era, Pez was was much better. Yeah. But, um, and Pez. It's just kind of gone. Back when you were like, 
<laughs> okay, we are out of time on that one. Uh, Alex, I can either throw this at you and you can throw a question to the group, or you can talk a little bit about Duplex, or both. No, give me a question. No, you've got to come up with a question. Oh, for okay, no, as in, like, give me any chance to think of a okay. question. Okay. Um, what about this generation do you not want to see repeated next? Generation? Shovelware on Wii. Shovelware on Nintendo platforms. On generally. Wii? Uh, I don't want to see on Wii. On. <laughs> Shovel- a lot of that. Shovelware in general, there's just. Uh, I, I know there is every generation, but it's really been noticeable this generation. Within a year, people stopped trying on Wii. Um, Likewise on DS, 3DS, honestly, I can't see many people. And it's a shame because there's a lot, and I'm not just talking to Nintendo hand, uh, fanboy, there's a lot of great hardware out there. 3DS, Wii, Wii U, I, honestly, looks, as, as much as I don't think it's going to take off, it's got some great ideas. Vita, fantastic piece of kit, and no one's doing anything with it. People are playing it too safe with shovelware, and I don't want any more of that. So more innovation. More risks. More yeah, risks. I, I was about to say, less of the you know we we all joke about it when we do the news that everything's an FPS news everything's an MMO news yeah. that is getting ridiculous you know mm. I mean I know people play Korean MMO comes out this week but <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay you turn KOTOR into an MMO it's doing okay it's not doing what you thought it was going to do it's mm. not crushing WoW I don't think it's meeting their expectations I, I, I think really that the, the WoW rotation thing is going to kind of dry up in the well, they, think they, they were saying to. on Giant Bomb last week weren't they that um uh there's a MMO command next year. They said that will uh, the um, Elder Scrolls one. Right, yeah. So that will probably be the last of these this style of MMO because mm. they're just not working. No, no. You know the Certainly all, all this you know because all these the development of these MMOs that we're getting like uh, the Star Wars one that they all kicked off four or five years ago when they yeah. saw the money that WoW was making. Mm. I mean, we want some of that, but you know of course as they've come out they've just been flops and this mm. is probably the last one that's actually come out of that cycle. And I think yeah probably the Korean model. Yeah, is is I mean you talk to to someone like uh, Ditz, you know, his self-confessed MMO fan, and and he just raves about the free-to-play stuff, you know, and, yeah. and how original some of the content is. So, I yeah, well, I think we'll see. I mean, I've got a list of things I've not seen. They start with space bucks, you know, this concept of uh, buying <laughs> things with fake currency. That definitely has to Making go. Mouse, yeah. And I know that um, Nintendo have basically got rid now for 3DS and mm. Microsoft. Are, getting rid of it aren't they they're kind yeah. of half rid of it now yeah. I heard it was going to be by the end of the year before yeah. they have the next console that was, that was a big mistake I think because it just confused the hell out of people I know loads of people who own 360s and have never bought anything because they don't understand what the points thing is Sony from the word go were just like yeah. just put money yes. in your wallet then take and, money out and that was one of the few things that I honestly think like Sony yeah. did got absolutely right yeah. this generation people understand cash they have done for two and a half thousand years <laughs> <laughs> to try and invent something different is just idiotic and again to go back Back to iOS gaming, like yeah, that has kind of proven that you know what you're spending and what you're That's getting, true. and the fact that yeah, people are spending 69p, one pound ninety-nine, even four pound ninety-nine is like I know exactly what I'm getting. Yeah. Sixteen hundred points. I don't know if that about I don't know whether or not I value that. Yeah. You know. yeah. the, the other one controversial I like to start obviously got rid of his motion controls yeah. <laughs> yeah. but that's the future I think we've, future. we've been and done it I'm not, I'm not including touch because that's just a type, another type of, yeah. of, of sort of tactile input I'm talking about wave flapping your arms around like a mm. lunatic you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and having sort of really crap metaphors and for, for doing certain actions you know mm. it's just basically most Wii gamers like simulated wanking at the end. Of the yeah. Nice. When they most most connect games are standing with your hand in the air. Look, it's a Hitler salute. <laughs> is a, it's a Hitler salute. Hitler salute. Yeah. It's a Hitler salute, or your a little midget wave. And jazz hands. Oh, yeah. Hitler salute and jazz, jazz hands. hands. <laughs> and they just 
use them in such inappropriate ways. Mm. You know, there's been like a handful of things which work well, but Dance Central's great. Dance Central's brilliant because it's it's gross motor movement, which is mm. what Connect is mm. good for. And it's and also it's a step up from just the bouncing on yeah, the arrows. It's watching what you're doing, but everything <laughs> that involves fine motor movement is useless. The problem is like yeah, like oh, Dance God, Central works seconds. because um, it, it's on the spot. Most games involve you moving, so Call of Duty would never ever work with motion controls because you can't run up Maybe corridors. It would. Yeah. And that's time. Um, good amount time there. Go to them. I would uh, really like to see the next Xbox and next PS3. I can kind of last 10 seconds. Next Xbox and next PS3, kind of really diff- different consoles, please. Yeah, rather than PS4. Just cause be unique. Yeah. The, the Wii has been unique, for better or worse, in this um, generation. But those two consoles were too close together, and I felt like buying a PS3. Yeah wasn't worth it for the three or four games that I actually really liked on the PS3. I'll stop you there. We are obviously live at Gplex, well, in Midge's hotel room at the moment. Woo, yeah. It is Executive G-Plex. Suite, no less. Executive Suite, yes. That Free upgrades. <laughs> yeah, me and James are actually going to try and blag that out. Right? He's got, we he's got a mini bar. If we take everything out of the mini bar and drink it, it'll cost him a fortune. So. Uh, it's all right. He's already spent a fortune. Um, <laughs> Alex, would you like to tell us a little bit about Gplex um, for those who couldn't come this year and those who might want to come next year? Right. Um, it was just a way of getting everyone together as, uh, from the forum who was able to get to a single unified point in England. So we went for the Midlands, Birmingham. Yeah? Yeah. And uh, we got 30, 30 odd people, 33. Something like that. Today. It was great. And um, we had a uh, quiz, which was great fun. We were playing tabletop games. Gary's in charge of that. How did that go? Very well, I Thanks. think. Yeah, I think everyone enjoyed it. And Chris, yeah. Chris was yeah. running games on these tables. Yeah, well. I think Chris missed out Munchkin because that's it. Yeah, it's <laughs> probably Munchkin takes me. We might so. have done tomorrow with Munchkin, we'll see. Oh, um, yeah, so. And yeah, we had a um, bit of rock band going on and some LAN games at the uh, back end there. And everyone, it was just that kind of real, it had the PAX vibe, which is what I was going for yeah. in the first place. I want this to be the UK version of PAX, <laughs> the one with this in miniature format. Okay. But can I, can I just say, if it is, can we get tickets first? Because <laughs> if it, it turns into packs, that's too uh, too busy. Is that right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alex looks for it. <laughs> oh, as in, like, can you guys from the... Yeah, yeah, yeah can we yeah. bag these some tickets? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah bag these tickets first. <laughs> tickets for life. Yes. Or well, press passes. Surely Game Burst counts as press. Hell yeah. Do you know how many people on this guest list were in some way affiliated with podcasts? Yeah, I don't. I hate so that. I absolutely hate that whole notion of press. Um, but we, it was, yeah, we had yeah. to we had to get uh, ourselves a room beforehand and get everyone to pay a an equal percentage of that room, which ended up being like sixteen pounds sixty six. Well, yeah. it was. I think the more people we get, the lower that's going to be. And um, yeah, then we had a quiz, which was never on the buzz keep live, and that was great fun. And then we had a, a charity auction, which was, or we had a raffle for various um, Piles of Shame games, and a silent auction for various bits of delicious shelf candy, and then a proper shouty auction for some really nice bits at the end. And we ended up raising about 2,000 quid. Which was incredible. For Games Aid, which you... For 35 people, yeah. two grand yeah. is amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. I'm really, really pleased with that. And about 10% of that is you, isn't it? Yeah, it actually is. It actually is. Midge, my sir, has bought loads and loads of things. He's going to have shelf candy for the next couple of years. Have you thought about how you're getting that home? I'm driving. 
Uh, See, I think actually one of the best things that we did, and I didn't realise how much fun it would be because it was a fl- uh, spare of the moment thing, was the raffle for the for the piles of shame. Yeah. yeah. Because once they the good stuff had gone, it <laughs> yeah. was entertaining. I am very well. happy with my mother truckers or whatever it's yeah. called. Big mother truckers. Big mother truckers. Truck harder. People yeah. were standing, staring at the table and grimacing at the dregs we had. <laughs> my my favourite part was the look on Neil's face when he realised that the PS2 games he donated might be going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I was like, so I, when I took a very long time for my TV course, I got shit. But I, I could see Hawks <laughs> 2 still there. I did not want to say that back. No. <laughs> well, yeah, and again, thank you to everyone who donated all of this stuff. Basically, all of this stuff that was won and bought in the raffle, um, effectively all you guys were, were doing were pledging to donate this much money to GamesAid, which is a UK-based charity that actually deal, deals out donations to a, a vast amount of different charities that usually mostly focusing on children, improved lives and health and education and all kinds of good things. Mm. So, um, to round up, you can find out more about GamesAid at GamesAid.org. True. Um, or is it .org, .uk? I can't remember. Just Google GamesAid. Yeah, just Google GamesAid. And where can we find Gonzo Planet? www.gonzoplanet.com Okay, you can find us at gameburst.co.uk Email us pod at gameburst.co.uk Twitter is twitter.com slash gameburst Facebook is facebook.com slash gameburst Guys, it has been absolutely brilliant to finally meet you guys all together I need to eat something, I'm going to start gnawing your lips Quick final thought Just do a quick shout out to Combine Hunter's face when he ate that hockey pole Yeah. Check out YouTube for Gonzo Planet hockey pole I might embed that in the show post at some point Because it's like, what, Six or seven of you guys just yeah. all standing in a row eating licorice flavoured salt. I think all four of you. It was yeah. me with yeah. yeah. out the camera. Yeah. It was grim. And I licked the pot later. Clearly, yeah, grotesque and great fun. So we'll be sticking that on YouTube. We will be back tomorrow with a very special episode about Peggy. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday with the Blur replay. Back on Sunday with your usual new show. Until then, everyone have a great Sunday. <laughs>